0: That's right. Are you ready for this? You ready for
1: this? You ready for this? Are you ready for this? All right. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. My name is Lawrence Jackson, and I am the Entrepreneurial Education Director at TechTownDetroit.org. I like to say it like that um and this is the business builder podcast and we do these podcasts to keep our businesses in our community informed and aware of the uh, movers and shakers i'll say as well as some of the resources that are available to you business builders out there so that we can help you to grow and sustain your business today we have a very special guest um on and um I am so, I'm so excited because this guy is the man. He, he's the guy that runs Tech Town and that is um, part of Wayne State's economic development uh, presentations, et cetera. So I wanna give uh, Mr. Ned Stabler a chance to introduce himself so that I don't mess it up. And <laughs> so I'm gonna ask Ned to say hello to our audience.
0: Lords, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, hi guys. I'm I'm Ned Stabler. I'm the president and CEO at TechTown Detroit and the vice president for economic development at Wayne State. Um, I'm a Detroit native. Uh, went to Detroit public schools and then U of D high. Go Cubs. And um, for the last, uh, gosh, uh, ten years now, I've been down here in Detroit at Wayne State working on uh, economic development, trying to do uh, inclusive uh, economic revitalization in the city that I love. So I'm glad to be here today to talk to all your, your listeners.
1: All right. All right. Thank you, Ned, for that. Uh, Ned, just a quick aside, uh, that Detroit public school, man, I understand you went to Hampton.
0: I did. I did Hampton, uh, K through four and then Burton international.
1: Burton international.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I thought it was a cast in Peterborough before it moved. Uh, I
1: got you. Those are things we have in common. I went to Hampton, uh, seventh grade through ninth. Okay. Yep, yep, very great. All right, so let's dig in because I know we don't have a lot of time, but there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. And um, as you know, and I hope our listeners are getting more aware if they don't already know, is Tech Town is an information hub. It's a, a hub for entrepreneurship, a um, lot of resources at Tech Town. So we want to thank you, Ned, for your leadership. And with that, I want to talk to you about leadership. Um, if if you if there's a young person listening and maybe even an older person listening, what tips would you have um, in terms of leadership? Being a leader is not not an easy thing to do. I mean, no. every day, you know. Uh, I remember one of my mentors used to say to me when I was managing the branch over at Woodward in Alexandria. And it was First of America at the time, and it was my first uh, management job. And he said, Lawrence. Some people gonna to come to you upset at that sign out there. They don't, so you can't take it personally because they're not mad at you. They mad at the sign. Yeah. But when you're in a leadership role, what what things do you do to um, to keep yourself on track and to keep yourself from taking things personally, as well as making sure that you're
0: leading your team? So, so, so great questions. And, and I'm glad that your, your old mentor shared that with you because that's an important thing uh, that, that it takes often takes a while for people to learn because we're, you know, we're human beings. And, and leadership, like everything else, is a skill. And yeah, some people are talented at it, but very few people are good at it right away uh you know it always reminds me I, I had a friend in college she was a she was an artist and she was amazing she could draw anything and paint anything I remember one time I was in a room and she was doing it and I said man I wish I had had your talent at art and she smacked me she said what do you mean talent I've been working on this three or four hours a day for the last 15 years what do you mean talent I work on this thing you think I was born like this and, and it's the same with leadership no one is born you know the people talk about natural born leaders yeah yeah no Mostly it's because they've been working at it and they've been practicing and uh, uh, they've been messing up and learning from it. And so, you know, let me also say that there's no there's no um, magic bullet. You know, there are a lot of different leadership styles out there and some work for different people and some some don't work for other people. So you have to you have to try some of them on and practice them and see which ones work for you. and, you know, people have differing opinions on this about what's the right way to go about it. And and, and I've been working on it now. I've managed and led people for, for gosh, 20, 25 years. Um, and I found one that works for me. It's not the one for everybody. So for me, the first thing I think it's important as a leader is to actually care, care about your people, care about your mission. Um, if you don't, you're. I don't think you're going to be a good leader. You know, I've worked for people and I, and I know other leaders that are very much... Uh, Oh, it's a competition, and we're going to be hardcore, and and I want my teams to 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 fight it uh, for resources or for for attention or whatnot. Uh, to me, and I'm sure that works in some places. That that's not how I roll. Like I very much think that that we need to be build teams with trust, and to do that, you need to care about your people, you need to listen to your people, you need to hire good people, and you you never have you never can be uh, to uh, take things too personally. So like that person who comes in and yells at you, that is really upset about something else, you just need to understand that you're never going to make everybody happy. You know, uh, you need to ask for feedback a lot. And you need to understand that that feedback, if you ask for feedback, you ask your team what, what they're doing wrong, what you're doing wrong, they will tell you what you're doing wrong. And that doesn't mean you're an evil, horrible person. In fact, you'll probably get points with them just for asking. But But you need to be prepared for like, and to be on the same team, like, all right, you think this could be better. um, I'm committed to that. I want to make it better. So I'm going to work with you. So don't be afraid to tell me when I'm doing something wrong, because I want it to work. Now, the real art of leadership is that when you ask people um, what you're doing wrong, you're going to get contradictory advice. People will Mm -hmm. tell you, the meetings are too long. And someone else will tell you, the meetings are too short. We need more meetings. We need less meeting. We need more free time. We need more structure that's the art that's what you have to practice because you're never going to make everybody happy so you'll know you're a good leader not when everybody's happy but when you're hitting your goals and people are aligned with your mission um that's what's important not about some arbitrary like are we all singing kumbaya or does the team invite me out for happy hour with them at the end of the day or things like that because you just have to accept that's not how it's going to be gotcha wow that's
1: some great stuff man that I could I got probably about 10 more questions just <laughs> on what you just shared. That is outstanding. But um I have I have three thoughts on leadership, and I'd like to get each one uh, a thought from you on each one. Okay. Uh, as a leader, there are things you have to conquer. What, what things do you set out to conquer? Um, maybe not every day, but in your leadership
0: practice. So the first thing is is I I try to conquer my own weaknesses. So if you're going to be a good leader, you need to be very self-aware. And I don't mean self-absorbed; I mean self-aware. Like you need to know what you're good at and what you're not. And um, you know, for example, and I'm I'm happy to share with everybody because I don't, you know, I don't have any secrets. And you know, um, one of my challenges is um, I use humor and levity to try and, and, and break ice in meetings and to keep team meetings flowing. But that also has the, the, uh, the, the, the problem is a double-edged sword in that, um, you know, I think sometimes people think things are casual and they don't have to get their stuff done and, you know, oh, ha, Ned's not going to hold me accountable. He's just jokey and happy all the time. And so knowing what your, your, your weaknesses are and what your sort of, uh, uh, things to keep an eye on is really, really important. That's the first thing I would tell people. Um, the second thing is try to try to counter those weaknesses with your hiring. So, you know, I, I told you about one of my weaknesses, I'm casual and, you know, I like to be a little unstructured. I think that flexibility is really important, especially in entrepreneurial organizations, but I also know that's not the greatest way for everybody. Some people really need a structured environment. Um, so I try to hire people, you know, like a COO, are like here's the policy here are the rules not in an overly uh uh, you know bureaucratic way but in Mm -hmm. the we're going to put some you know Ned has some vision i'm going to put some structure around it so that Mm -hmm. we can you know we can stay on track so i think that's important uh as well um and then you know finally i'm going to say trust trust your people did you hire good people if not you better you better do that because that hiring is most important (laughs) thing you do um but if you did Trust them, right? You hired them for their passion, for their work. You hired them for their skills. Trust them, empower them. Let them go out there and do what you hired them to do. Don't micromanage them. Don't second guess them all the time. You know, stay on top of them. Be there to remove barriers for them. But you you need to trust the people that you hire. Wow, that's great stuff. Man,
1: oh man. I think we might need to do a a second or third
0: one. Oh, LJ, for you, whenever, man. I'm I'm always ready to come on here. All
1: right, because I can attest that you are executing the things you just talked about. So, some days I try. It's not just, talk. It's not just <laughs> talk. The next thing is compassion. You mentioned that in in um, when we talked about you know when I asked you about leadership. What um what's the most important thing about being compassion a compassionate leader? And, and the reason I'm asking that is a lot of times I know from my own experience when I was in that spot. I had to, um, oftentimes, I struggled with being, quote unquote, mean. So I used to have people around me and say, you ain't mean enough. You know, you're too much of a nice guy. And and I just don't have that in me to, to be um, that way. So I go back to your point about hiring people that have no problem executing that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, but but you still, even in that, there's a, a level of compassion. So how what what advice could you give folks about being compassionate without being um too lenient, lack of a better way of putting
0: it. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's a great one. And and you know, I'll say this, you know, you can hire people to to fill in some of your weaknesses. And I think that's very important, like I just talked about to do. But you should never stop trying to improve your own weaknesses as well. Um, that's an area I fall short on. Frankly, is that making that time for professional development and growth? Like I make it make time and a budget for everybody on my team. I don't necessarily do it myself. And that's a weakness that a lot of people have. And I know I've got it and I got to work on it. But, you know, um the the, the not being mean enough or, or, or you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to lack compassion to uh to be disciplined and to be professional professional and to, and to to require your people to be accountable like that's you don't you are running an organization you know you don't have to use it it's not running an iron fist to admit the fact that at some point the leader makes decisions businesses are not democracies uh you know at some point someone is going to be accountable I'm the CEO of the organization if things aren't going well the board is going to not fire you know 36 people around me they're going to fire me so ultimately with that responsibility and that that accountability comes, I have to make decisions, but that doesn't mean I'm not compassionate. It just means I'm realistic. And and so, you know, have I fired people? Absolutely. But does that mean I did it in a mean way? No, you don't have to disrespect people. You don't have to do it You know, publicly. You know, uh, how you communicate these things to, to the team is important. You don't say, oh, Lawrence, I fired him because he didn't do his job. You say Lawrence is going to you know spend more time with the other opportunities. You know there <laughs> there are ways to do it. Um, but if, like I started with, if you're not good at something like that, go and get professional development and take a class. Go do man, learning you know management training or whatever. There are strategies uh, that that you can learn to to do that, and it might be about. Uh, how do we do program evaluation better? That's something you're going to hear more about at TechDown in the next year. As you know, we're starting to say, okay, we've got all these cool programs. Lawrence is setting up these entrepreneurial education things like this podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's evaluate. Okay. And this isn't fun. No one wants to be judged or graded, but you spend time on this. You make them into these really nice high production things. Are they working? Are they not working? That makes sense. That makes you know?
1: sense. Yeah, that's good. That's good. My last one. And, and this is my favorite one. Uh, as a leader, you have to have courage. And, um, and I know that it's not easy. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that come at you, et cetera. And I mean, I know all of us have principles. We all were raised in certain, certain ways, et cetera. So there's things that we've gotten used to. But yeah. as a leader, there are times where those things get challenged what advice do you have around leadership and courage
0: so you're absolutely right people talk about you know it's lonely at the top you know there's some people who think oh, when you're the boss life is good you just put your feet up in the office all day and you know uh you can leave whenever you want and do whatever but but i'll tell you if you're if you're in a high performing organization when I mean, you're the boss believe me, you're the hardest working person in that organization because because mm-hmm. you don't stop when you leave the office because you know that responsibility is all on you and you feel it. And if you're even remotely a human being and compassionate, you know, you've got your one employee, two employees, 500, 5,000 employees, you worry every night about, am I gonna be able to pay those people? Am I not, you know, like, what about their families? You know, all of that, that pressure is, is on you. Um, And so uh, to some extent, you're flying without a net. Um, You know, there's no, Guarantees, even the best laid plans, you know, men plan and and God laughs. Is that it? Um you know, who two years ago would have said when we were planning for 2020, oh yes, also let's incorporate into our plans a a backup for a global pandemic. Of course not, right? right? There's no there's no guarantees. So courage is important. Now now that doesn't mean to be stupid, it doesn't mean to be rash, it doesn't mean to be, you know uh uh just do stuff willy-nilly you know we use and especially in entrepreneurship the concept of failing fast and people say well that's privilege You, can, everyone can't afford to fail and lose all their money I'm like hold on don't think of fail as like go bankrupt think of fail as like doing your homework trying to figure out what the best odds of success for something are and then experiment with it quick and cheap And if it works, right, that's the whole point is that we can't, it's not about privilege. It's about, we can't afford to lose everything. So we're going to risk a little something to see if it works. And if it doesn't, don't do it, don't do it, find something else. If it does work, great, then we go. So that's the courage. You you have to have courage, but you want to be smart about it. Don't just, you know, if you're uh, braggadocious and, you know, I'm, uh, I'm so strong and I'm smart, watch, I'm brave. Bravery and courage doesn't mean not having fear. There's another word for that. I think it's like psychotic. All right. <laughs> bravery is about having fear and t- trying to de-risk whatever you're doing as much as possible and then doing it. That's real bravery. So excellent.
1: excellent. Wow. You're a very wise man. So <laughs> very, wise. I'm very old. wise. Very wise. All right. Um, I'm gonna switch gears here for a minute. Uh that that was a very good, uh, very good good session there. Thank you for that. So I'm going to hit two more topics and then um, then we're going to call it because nowadays people's attention span is pretty short. And I, yep. an hour interview out of that usually. Doesn't. By the way, I
0: know I talk too much. That's another one of my weaknesses. I'll fix that one. I'll fix that one of these days. <laughs> I think
1: you're doing fine on that. But OK. All right. So economic development. First of all, what is the definition that an entrepreneur should use? for economic
0: development yeah that's a great one i actually wrote my master's dissertation like 20 years ago on economic development and there was a lot of definitions and a lot of it was tough to quantify it because different people include community colleges economic development or k-12 is economic development or building roads or wi-fi is internet you know is, is economic development but from an entrepreneurial point of view this is what you need to know about economic development there is a whole set of people and in some places more and some places fewer, but there's a whole set of support organizations and programs and potentially money or other forms of support designed to help businesses. And that's what economic development, that's all you need to know. There's people out there who are getting paid, whose sole mission in life is to help you. And as an entrepreneur, you need to look at those opportunities, evaluate which ones work for you from a time perspective, from a what are your needs perspective, and then you need to engage them because they're there to help you, and the good ones can be incredibly valuable. Okay, excellent.
1: Besides TechTown, are there some that come to mind, some agencies that come to mind that are kind of non-negotiable? I mean, if I'm researching, I really need to at least get the phone number or go to the website of those. So
0: you need to go to TechTown, obviously. We can help you. And, And here's an important thing. No matter which one of these you go to, getting into that sort of network is important because they can route you in the right place so don't overstress too much about who you call sign up for an an, uh, uh, an open office hour at tech town or tech town training okay. session right away and we'll get you to the right place but otherwise okay. look go and talk to the folks at um at uh uh, uh um oh my word prosperous mm-hmm. um or invest detroit okay. get on the website at detroit means business You know, there are a whole bunch of Detroit is you're really blessed with a whole bunch of uh, business support organizations. You know, there's over 200 of them in sort of Metro Detroit that are helping folks. So we can get you connected to that. There's really someone, resource for whatever it is you need, whether it's help marketing, help financing, help uh, um, doing sales or finance or whatever. We can help you with that. So come and call us up.
1: Fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
1: Next thing, Entrepreneurship. What should take? If you if you um, decided and we hope that you don't, but if you decided, you know what, I'm done.
0: I'm going to start my own business. What how would you start? How would you get going? So, you know, to be to be honest with you, I have one. So my wife and I run uh, a small business. Uh, we started uh, just over 10 years ago okay. um, and uh, she does most of it. I do the back office type stuff, uh, some of the back office type stuff. Mm-hmm. um but she's a veterinarian and, and we have a mobile vet business like i said she does 90 percent of it but i'm her it support and some of her finance support sometimes help with her her uh, her stuff but but you know we try to practice what we preach when uh uh when when we started 10 years ago you know we built out a a primitive version of a business model canvas and sort of looked at at that we built out a business model to see you know could we make money doing it we tested it you know, with uh, a few customers to see if the model worked and to refine some of our, our our theories about how it would work. That's, it doesn't matter whether you're starting a vet practice, a barbershop, uh, a microchip developer, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, the same process you go through. And, you know, folks like Tech Town can help you get through that process. Fantastic. All right.
1: Well, we're coming to the, to the end of this session. And again, Ned, I want to thank you for your time and, and your wisdom. It's been very good. Um, any parting words of wisdom for entrepreneurs out there, business builders out there that, you know, they're getting up every morning, they they need some support. A lot of times, I know even with myself, um, you were able to go into business with your wife, but my wife is, you know, she was a nurse at U of M and her, her structure is totally different than mine. So there's times when, you know, with the business I have, I, I don't have very many people to talk to, but right. are there some
0: are there some words of wisdom that you would want to share with our audience? Absolutely. So first of all, congratulations and condolences on deciding to be an entrepreneur, right? Because I think often people talk about entrepreneurship as this end goal and woohoo, you're an entrepreneur now. Isn't that great? You're your own boss. Well, you could have a bad boss if you're your own boss. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a thing too, right? And just because you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't mean you're rich. I mean 85% of small businesses in 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 Detroit make revenues not profits revenues of less than 50 grand. So again we're not talking about like oh you started a business and suddenly you're Zuckerberg or Michael Dell or you know Bill Gates or something like these are you know these, these this is still hard work. Um so the most important thing I can tell you is get yourself your support network. Get yourself find your peers, find your people. Find the folks that understand what you're going through. Because being an entrepreneur takes a special type of person and you won't often be understood by other folks. And those folks can help you, obviously, financially and give you advice on your business, but emotionally, who can who who understand what it means when you have to fire somebody or when you have to uh, uh, try to find new customers or when your biggest customer quits you and leaves Mm. you in the dirt. You know, like those are those are things that a lot of folks can't understand. Um, but folks who are going through it with you, a peer group is really important. Gotcha. Wow. That's great. All right. Here's my surprise
1: question. Okay. All right. Who should I interview next? Oh, who
0: should you interview (laughs) next? Um, And I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass myself because I don't necessarily know all the people you've interviewed, but um, I think you should interview Pierre Baton from the, the, Detroit Economic Growth Corporation.
1: Okay. I will, I will do that. I've actually, he was the first one out the gate. Oh my <laughs>
0: Lord. I'm it's great minds think alike though. He was the first one go. that came to my mind, first one that came to your mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So who's who's somebody that you wouldn't necessarily think? How about Carla Walker Miller?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. You might have to uh shepherd that for me. I will
0: I'll send I, her a I, note if you want. that would be great. Uh or Pam Lewis from the New Economy Initiative. Ah, that's also a good person. I, uh, I know,
1: I know both of these young
0: ladies, but Okay. Uh, you know Well, first yeah. of all, you call them young ladies and, and they will uh happily come on your show. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. How about Anika Goss? She'd be great too. Detroit Future City. Ah, okay.
1: Okay. I will I will get back with you on those, but those are excellent, <laughs> those are excellent um choices. So again, I want to say thank you for your time thank you for your wisdom and sharing that with our audience and hey have a stress-free day my friend (laughs) and um i will talk to you soon all right lg come on come on get your head right come on come on get your head right